Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we, we are looking at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru here in South Australia. And I'm currently ministering at Sinai Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Churches. And um, we are here in the studios in the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I am delighted to be able to spend the next hour with you, our dear listener. And our theme for this week has been God Keeps His promises. We have our regular co-host here in the studio, Helen Gray. Helen, welcome. Thank you so much. It's a delight to be here. Yes. Actually, I'm very excited. I'm excited about our topic. That's right. Well, an interesting topic. And I'll let you know what our topic is uh, shortly. Now, Helen, tell me a little bit about ministry as it relates to uh, our Savior, Jesus Christ. What has been... Um, what has, 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 I guess, every morning as you wake up, what is that one thing that excites you uh, as you serve the Lord in your ministry? Okay. Well, I'd like to go back to the night before I wake up mm-hmm. because um, at night I pull back the, the curtains and I yes. look at the beautiful stars Wonderful. out there and I see the power and glory of God mm. and I go to sleep thinking about that Amen. and knowing that God is in control. So yes. when I wake yes. up in the morning, sometimes I wake up singing a hymn. All right. Just as well I live on my own. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the first person I want to always talk to, I'm excited to talk to in the morning, is the Father. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And uh, if you were within earshot of my house, you'd hear me yelling out, Good morning, Father. Good right. morning, Jesus. Good Amen. morning, Holy Spirit. Amen. Wow, what a sight. Okay. Mm. We have a wonderful topic uh, for you this week. And uh, before we even mention that, but I would like just to remind our listener that our theme has been God Keeps His Promises, and there are some recordings which have been done on this theme already. And if you go to www.faithfm.com.au, you will just have to locate big Q&A program, and you'll be able to find all the previous presentations there. Now, our topic for this week is, here it is, is the Christmas story still relevant? That is the, that is the topic. Obviously, during this uh, time of the year, what a fitting topic for us to, uh, to, to, to discuss on the radio program. And we are so thankful that you have tuned in. In fact, if you have uh, friends around, hey, you would want to actually call them and say, We've got a wonderful topic for you today and help them tune in. Most of your questions will be answered and even more, you are going to be blessed through this radio program. I'd like to start with some wonderful, uh, inspiring words that I've read from a book by Nathan Brown. It is called Advent, Hearing the Good News in the Story of Jesus' Birth. That is the book. Uh, and this is what he says. He says, there is no directive in the Bible, in the Bible itself, that mandates or even encourages the celebration of a festival to mark Jesus' birth. It is a conglomerate, conglomeration of many historical influences, cultural traditions, religious customs, secular folklore, commercial advertising, and 
other vested economic interests. If you read a few lines back, uh, he actually says that Christmas as we know it today in Western countries and in places where Christmas has been adopted by their influence is largely a creation of the American advertising industry in the 19th and the 20th century. Now, with that in mind, I raise a question to our co-host today, Helen, our good Bible student who has led us in many wonderful topics on this radio program. Now, Helen, what is Christmas and what is it all about? Can you help us understand? So two questions in one. What is Christmas and what is it all about? Okay. Mm-hmm. What is Christmas? Well, it really depends who you ask. All right. I think Christmas is different for many, many people. Mm-hmm. And I was pondering this question and I thought it is full of so many different emotions. Mm. You know, some people are are so excited. It's a family gathering. Some people, some children particularly, can't wait, Mm. you know, to get under the Christmas tree Mm -hmm. and unwrap the presents. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a time of family coming together. I asked a few people this week, what does Christmas really mean to you? That's right. I was interested with a couple of the thoughts. One said Christmas is about Santa Claus. Mm. And I guess we'd hear that from a few children. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, you know, they sort of speak like believing in fairies and what have you. Mm. But uh, somebody else said it's about giving and spending time with family. Right. Another person said it's about food and lots of it. And he burst out laughing. Mm. You know, but for Christians, I believe that the main purpose of Christmas is the time of the year that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's right. Now, although the Bible isn't clear when Jesus was actually born, Mm -hmm. so it hasn't honed in on that, but has honed in on his birth. That's right. right. Which was announced many, many years before. Mm. And Mm. we'll look at that as we go through. But. I think a lot of people have lost the reason for the season, which is very, very sad. That's right. But as I said, for Christians, we can celebrate Christ any day of the year. Mm. Why mm. do we do it at Christmas? Why do we do it at this time of the year? We mm-hmm. know that that probably wasn't when he was born. Mm-hmm. But it is a time when the world celebrates it. Mm. And often it's a time when people will actually stop and think. They will go to a church. Yes. Um, they might go for Christmas, Easter, Yes. Um, a wedding and a funeral, and that okay. might be the sum total of it. That's right. But I believe it's an opportunity for us also to share okay. not only the birth of Christ, but the life of Christ. That's right. Well, when I've gone around, you see, uh, I've seen so many plays uh, uh, on, uh, of the nativity, mm-hmm. and um, and in the plays, they, they, they usually have the key significant character is a baby. Yes. Now, obviously, uh, that is Jesus within the story, within the play. Why is it so important that we actually have uh, uh, the nativity story and the baby Jesus there? Um, or even, should I even ask this question, why did Jesus come as a baby? Help us understand um, this, this whole idea of Jesus coming as a baby. That's a very interesting question. Mm. And... It's, I've read several um, accounts on this, but I heard a minister one day who took a, um, a service on uh, Christmas Day, mm. and he took it on the birth of Christ. Right. And uh, I had a friend with me that day, and bless her, she came along, and he was explaining that 
Jesus had to come as a baby. Mm. Now, let me get something straight. He could have come as a full-grown man. That's right. He could have come in the skies with 10,000 angels, Mm. but he didn't. He chose to come as a baby. Now, just stop and think about that for a moment. Mm. We see here the creator of this world, Mm. the king of kings, humbling himself Mm. to come as a baby totally dependent Mm. on his mother and father. Mm. Mm. Now, that's a huge big leap, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. when you think Mm -hmm. of it to start Mm. with. But I believe, as this minister was saying, Mm. if we had a a cliff and we were on a cliff and we slipped Mm. and there was a ledge partway down Mm. and we got stuck on that ledge, Mm. if there was someone else on that ledge, we could help them. Mm -hmm. But anybody that had fallen past the ledge, Mm -hmm. we couldn't help them. That's right. And he he brought out that when Jesus came as a baby, Mm. he went to the bottom of the pit, so to speak, right right, right over the cliff. He went to the very bottom so he could help everyone. Wow. Now, just think, if he came as a grown man, you could hear the children saying, well, he doesn't understand me. Mm. But he walked on this earth as a man, and history has proven that too. That's right. And he walked on this earth, and in so doing, he then is able to be our high priest mm. because he experienced all that we experienced. Actually, on that, ver- on, on that part there, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, Yet without sin. And then he mm-hmm. continues with an appeal. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of uh, of need. Yeah, that's a most important verse. That's right. It really is. And mm. getting back to my friend that came that Christmas yes. morning, I remember she left the church and she went, and, you know, as she was going out, she shook the minister's hand and she said, I got it. I really got it, Mm. and it did my heart good. And we were just talking just the other day about that experience. It was a few Mm. years ago, Mm -hmm. and Mm. um, it was interesting. This morning she said, well, you know, we're into Wednesday, then we've got Thursday and Friday, Mm. but we're a day closer. Mm. Mm. And I said, to what? And she said, closer to him coming. Amen. And I thought that Amen. was just beautiful. Oh, now, God. what a pity. What a pity. I, I'm probably jumping ahead here. That's okay. But this thought came into my head, yes. Fabiana. What a pity that, you know, we've got, I mean, it's good news. She's looking forward to the second coming. Yes. But what a pity when we look back and we've discussed this mm. roughly about how many people were really waiting for his coming. In fact, mm-hmm. does scripture share with us that people in the time of Christ knew that he was coming? No, well, only maybe a handful. Well, because because when the wise men come, they burst into the city, hoping to hear the the music and the chanting, and uh-huh. you know, but only t- and they ask the religious leaders, and the religious leaders appear to be uh, ignorant and and not knowing, but they should have known because they had the scriptures. But they yeah. they knew when they went back and mm. they told Herod That's right. that this. This king would be born That's right. whereabouts? In Bethlehem. Yeah, of, of, of Judea. Yeah, That's right. important because yes. there were two Bethlehems. Yes. And I think the Bible is so accurate. Mm. It just blows my mind at times. So maybe but we come to Scripture? Let's go to Scripture and just yes. see. Okay. Um, for a start, you know, in, in Zechariah, mm-hmm. 
Sorry, not in Zechariah. I was going to say, what a wonderful <laughs> book in Zechariah. Wow, Helen, what Bible are you reading? I know, I know, I know. Sorry, I meant to say in the book of Luke, All right. um, it mentions Zechariah. You probably were thinking but, of Zechariah. Yeah, okay. but I do want to go further back than All that. Right. Let's go looking at Isaiah. Isaiah. Did Isaiah, and look, they had they had access to the scrolls of Isaiah. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I think the Pharisees and the Sadducees, every time I think of this, I think it was sad, you see, that they didn't see it. <laughs> but right. let's have a look at Isaiah. What does Isaiah 7.14 say? Yes, Isaiah 7.14, a prophecy indeed. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Okay, so there was a prophecy. That's right. And if we look in Luke mm-hmm. chapter 1. Yes. Um, let's go to verse 26. That's what, right. Where are we here? 26 verse. Yeah, what does that say? Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Sorry, I read up to 27. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. no, that's okay. Yes. So there was, um, here we've got, to start with, we've yes. got Mary's um, cousin, That's right. Elizabeth, and her yes. husband. Mm-hmm. They had been told they were going to have a child, That's right. and he would be the forerunner of Christ. Mm. So there we are. We're told that's what's going to happen. Yes. What gets me is... You know that would have been broad, that would have been broadcast. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So what was wrong with everybody? Exactly. You know? What's happening? Yeah. It's as if they didn't catch the latest uh, break, yeah. break, break, breaking yeah. news, isn't it? <laughs> well, then of course comes along right. Mary, uh-huh. and I find it very interesting. Yes. That um, Mary mm-hmm. in verse twenty-eight. Verse twenty-eight, and having come in, uh, come in, the angel said to her, "Rejoice, highly favored one! The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women." Okay, and hmm. was Mary a bit confused about that or disturbed? Of course, if, if you <laughs> happen to be walking in and someone in a dazzling form says, oh, I'm assuming the angel was so excited and says, Oh, highly favorite, rejoice or highly favorite one. Yeah. You're like, what are you saying? Yeah, you know? and so, so yeah. what happened yeah. then? Mm-hmm. Well, we're told that uh, he announced the news. Blessed are you uh, among women. Bef- yeah, and then what did he say? The Lord is with you. Yeah, don't be afraid. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Mm, now, mm, what mm. I find is interesting that three times mm. in, um, in Luke it was said, don't be afraid. Amen. Yeah. And, and you know, we can look at them up if you want. But, yes. you know, Zacharias was told, don't be afraid. That's right. Mary was told, don't be afraid. Mm. And then the shepherds. Mm. Okay. They came into this. That's didn't right. They? So, so are you, are you talking about the time he was born? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm just saying that he was born of a virgin. A virgin. Okay. He, that's yes, why yes. I went back to have a look at this. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, Mary was told mm-hmm. she found favor, she would conceive mm-hmm. and give birth to a son and name him Jesus. That's right. What verse are we looking at? I believe that's 31. We're going on to verse 32 now. Uh, 32 now. All right. And what does that say? And it says in verse 32, he will be great and he'll be called the son of the most of the of the highest and the Lord God will give give him the throne of his father David. Can I quickly insert something here, Helen? Yep. We Talk about Jesus Christ, and then and and, and Jesus Christ. Uh, if we were to look at the Hebrew meaning behind the name, it's actually 
uh, um, the Messiah. So the Messiah meaning the Savior. So Jesus Christ is the is the Savior, the Anointed One. Yes. So really, the advent of this of this uh, baby into this world is actually the advent of God, the Savior. The anointed one. Amen. Just wanted to insert that no, part that's there. that's fine. Yeah. Amen. So where does it come back to say that she was a virgin? Right. I believe that uh, is what we had looked at before. Well, if you go uh, on to verse, verse 34. Verse 34, all right. Mm-hmm. Verse 34 says, then, uh, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Hmm. And what did the angel say? So the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One, it's a capital, by the way, Holy One, who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> what I wanted to bring out there, not only was he to be born in Bethlehem, mm. he was to be born of a virgin. Of a virgin. A miracle. And, and that, that is a miracle. That's it. Mm. You know, I mean... <clears throat> <laughs> the work of God, by the way, miracle means the work of God. I mean, yeah. I can't get my head around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but the bit I can't get my head around is not so much. I mean, I know God can create a miracle, mm. but the bit I have struggle, I struggle with, is our most amazing, awesome God. Amen. Yeah. Doing this for us. That's right. That's because right. had he not come to this earth, mm. had he not been born, and I've said this several times, mm. Fabiana, you probably can mm. quote me, <laughs> <laughs> had there been no birth, yeah. there would be no hope for us. That's right. That's had right. there been a birth mm. and no Resurrect no death. That's right. There would be no hope from That's us. Right. Take it a step That's further. Right. That's right. No, no resurrection. Mm. No hope from no us. Hope. So right. his birth encompasses his whole life. You mm. can't separate mm. them. That's right. You know, it's the whole, whole life. That's right. And by the way, <clears throat> our question is: Is it relevant today? Amen. Yes. Amen. Because his birth changed right. the course of history. That's right. That's and no right. other person I know of <clears throat> has has. Um, been remembered yes, yes. right the way down through history That's right. as he has. Well, in fact, today, don't we, I guess, count our years by after, I guess, uh, 1 AD, don't we put that word AD there, which is Anno Domini, meaning, uh, um, the, uh, the t- as it says here, the term Anno Domini and before Christ, uh, uh, I should have read the other part. It's actually referring to the uh, the advent of the Lord. So after the advent of the Lord, so even history today um, recognizes that uh, that uh, the that things that history changed and yes. and, and at the advent of Christ, yes. and that is very important. Um, but you know, yeah, man wants to yeah. change that. So now they're bringing in common era, isn't it? Common era. <laughs> yeah. It is actually a common. Era by most people. <laughs> I know, I know. Right. How sad is that? It is sad. Any, any, any yeah. other scripture? Can you'd we like read to Isaiah nine mm-hmm. verse six? Yes, Isaiah nine verse six, and um, here it is. It reads, "For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be Wonderful Counselor." Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Oh, I I feel like I'm singing there. I just had to bite my tongue. (laughs) I was saying it in my head. Um, You know, I made the mistake before of saying, Mm. what did Mm. I say Mm. before about Handel? 
Handel Messiah that uh, s- it was. Uh, I said these were Handel's words uh, and word. recorded in the Bible. And I said, "Whoa, whoa, no, no, no! These were in the Bible, That's and Handel right. used them in they his wonderful, them. wonderful mm, Arachia yeah, of yeah. Um, the Hallelujah chorus. Right. I sang in the Hallelujah chorus a, a number of times, and it just is just very, very, very. Um, mm. Oh, what can I say? Awe-inspiring. That's right. And when, yeah. as soon as you start saying those words, you want to sing it out. That's Wonderful. Right. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to get Counselor. carried away now. Yeah. <laughs> Mighty God. <laughs> Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. <laughs> Hallelujah and amen. Amen. No, we haven't had any Christmas cheer in the form of something in a bottle. It's fine. That's right. We have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> amen. And so the advent of Christ is so significant to us and to the human race because this is salvation prophesied in Genesis 3.15 now becoming a reality for us and, and not only that, we see that um, that uh, that this advent is so significant hence we recognize the need to celebrate the birth of Jesus and of course uh, another important point here is that Jesus came as a venerable uh, 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 baby or child uh, to also, I guess, honing in onto the point you brought in earlier, also to uh, to 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 show that uh, that Jesus was willing to actually walk the path which we would walk, and then therefore later on we'll be able to understand that we have a God who uh, is personal, and I think that's very oh, important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we see all the Christmas cards around at the moment, all the decorations, yeah. and on the Christmas cards it looks so pristine, doesn't mm. it? You mm. know, a beautiful clean stable, yes. you know, and everything is is happy and mm. you know and you see them with the wise men sadly there is a deception there mm. when you look at it because a stable isn't normally that pristine no, no. you know a stable smells like a stable mm. Mm. i've you know no doubt you've you've probably yeah. experienced oh, it yeah, too definitely you know definitely, but yeah. i could imagine that the animals were also joyful Mm. You know, they would have sensed. The animals are just amazing. That's right. But, you know, it's not always quite what we think it is. And, again, I come back to the point that Jesus was so humble. Humble. That's right. He was so humble. That's right. And he does. In Micah, he asks us Mm. to walk justly and to be humble. That's right. Because if we want to be like him, we need to. Be humble. Be humble. Yep. Just before we go to a break, um, you know, we began with that quote from uh, Nathan Brown to say, hey, there's a lot of things now, historical, customs, secular, things attached to this, uh, fest- uh, to this festival, such as, you know, in my experience and in my background, you know, the Santa Claus, which I still don't understand, all these things. What we are saying, I believe this is what I'm hearing, Helen, there is a message there is a reality of which we are celebrating, which is so significant to us as a human race, which is so significant to our salvation, mm-hmm. and that is the message we have to the world, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This lovely book that we're giving out mm. free yes. to anybody who um, yes. who would like one, mm-hmm. um, I believe if you just call, what's the number? Yes, if you send us your details, name and address, uh, you could just uh, send these details to 0401-305-077. Let me repeat, 0401-305-077. And we'll send this free offer to you for free. 
absolutely. Yeah. You know, Nathan Brown in his book, he says something happened. Mm. Something happened that was so significant That's right. that every year we pause and sing songs about it. Mm. We share gifts with each other and retold the story. Something happened that changed everything and something good. And just before we go to some music, mm. I'd just like to share chapter six. There is a part in, in this book yes. on the incarnation. Mm. And Nathan puts it this way. He said, there are so many reasons Christmas should have lost its significance. Mm-hmm. I believe that's that's um, relevant to what we're actually looking at today. Mm. He says, the lovely old carols played and replayed till their effect is like a dentist drill or a jackhammer. Mm. Um, the banalities of the pulpit and the chilling commercialism of almost everything else. Mm. People spending money they can't afford on presents mm. you neither need mm. nor want. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, the plastic tree, the cornball crèche, the hallmark virgin, yet for all our efforts, we've never quite managed to ruin it. That in itself is part of the miracle. Despite its many distractions and diversions, and we could each add to this list from our own experiences and holiday aggravations, that Christmas continues to have some meaning is testimony to the grand miracle at its core. That miracle can be summed up in a single word, incarnation. And that's what we've just been talking about. Amen. Wow. This this, this, This message brings hope, brings peace. To us all. Enjoy the song, my friend, by Billy Ray Hearn. And the song is Gloria in Excelsis Deo, which means um, glory to God in the highest. Enjoy the song and stay with us. We'll be right back.
Looking for an easy way to share a program with a friend? Tell them about the free Faith FM app where they can easily listen to hundreds of programs and podcasts. Welcome back. You are listening to uh, Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host today is Helen Gray. Helen is a regular uh, co-host on this radio program and we have enjoyed uh, her study guides and uh, the material which she has shared with us a number of times, uh, especially in this year, 2020, has been quite a hectic year. But here from the South Australian Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, here in Adelaide, on this beautiful day where people are up and about, busy shopping and eating and drinking and so forth, we bring to you good news and great tidings of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the mighty Prince, the Prince of Peace. And the topic for today is, is the Christmas story still relevant? My friend, I have Helen, whom I would like to challenge with the following question. And the question is, what does Christmas offer to the person who has lost everything? We have already just covered just briefly that the message which we preach and the, and, and, the, and how we relate to this, uh, to this time of the year is that we are Emphasizing the significance of the advent of our Lord and Savior, not so much of the, uh, the, 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 the secular, you know, conglomerate, um, historical artifacts and all that that is attached to it, but the advent of Jesus. And so I would like to ask, therefore, seeing that we have gone through quite a difficult year, um, what does Christmas offer to the person who has lost everything helen right okay Mm. i was reading an essay by a gentleman by the name of lee hunt Mm. and that was one of the questions that he actually asked now lee hunt he is an author he's a politic uh a a politician Politician. sorry Mm -hmm. not a politic politician he's an Mm -hmm. author Mm -hmm. um and he has great wit and philosophy and what have you right now the interesting thing is that um, he actually went through an awful lot of suffering himself. Mm. He knew betrayal, poverty, and derision. Mm. But he also knew many people who had, who had less and suffered more. Mm. And he said even in circumstances that many of us would find utterly overwhelming, mm. he celebrated what remained available to him. Mm. And he went on to say, as I reflect on Christmas Day, on Christmas, a few things come to mind. Now, if I was to list some of these things, this was going back to 2014, mm. um, we could put it into de- to today's um, talk. That's right. You know, we're thinking of the pandemic mm. that we've had. We're thinking of the bushfires mm. that we had. He actually brought killings in and kidnapping and women and girls have been trafficked and haven't been rescued. But we could go on list after list after list. Mm. You know, when you think about it, people who have lost everything. Mm -hmm. And then he said, is it right Mm -hmm. to spend, laugh, relax and revel when there are so many people who live in isolation, fear, poverty, anxiety? Mm. And I think we don't often think of that when we're meeting in families. Mm. Mm. You know, we don't think always of that. That's right. And his answer is, yes, it is still right. And he said, and why? Because we do not defeat sadness by adding to it some total. Mm. It would be a great pity, he writes, where there no sunshine in one place because there is rain in another. Amen. And I just found that and quite an incredible 
statement yes. and and a philosophical one mm. but he also he also said his ideals in christmas day and far beyond were compassion acceptance and equality that's right the great point he asserts is to lift the whole world if you can and trample on nobody Amen. And I That's thought good. that was worth yeah. sharing. That's and I right. remember, you know, one of the best Christmases, I have yes. to say. I mean, I was brought up believing in Christmas and okay. I was brought up in Scotland and uh, New Year was actually the, the highlight, the hogmany for us. Right. But it was for us as kids, it was such an exciting time. Mm. But I remember coming out to Australia mm. and, you know, things happen and you grow up and you have different things happen in your life yes and i remember one christmas i took someone to the airport Mm -hmm. and on the way back excuse me it was absolutely a beautiful day Mm. i went to glenelg and i sat on a park bench Mm. and Mm. i watched the people going by Mm. and as i went by some i just smiled others i said you know i hope you're having a blessed christmas or something like that Mm. some stopped some just smiled and kept going Mm -hmm. i left there and i went to visit a friend of mine who was in a nursing home and um she was having a very bad time and i spent time with her then i went to visit my second mum in Mm. in um she was in hospital at the time and i can remember you know the joy that she got Mm. because i remembered to be there with her and you know what i came away feeling that that was what Christmas was about. Mm, you know, right. I had to say to my friends, no, I can't come to your place for lunch. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, yeah, I could have gone and I could have eaten and overeaten and all the rest of it <laughs> and spent time with them. Yeah. And I did spend time with them the next day. But for me, giving of my time mm. to someone else brought the meaning of Christmas closer to me. That's right. And sharing with them the wonderful birth of Jesus. That's right. Mm. And, and, and you know, I'd like to emphasize this point that during this time of the year, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to also share Jesus because there's a lot of people who are open to listening more about Jesus. But what kind of Jesus? And this is where I wanted to share also, Helen, along what you were saying there, that Isaiah 53 uh, from verse 3 says, talking about Jesus, that he's speaking about the life he would live when he would come on yes. earth, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs, verse 4, and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities, verse 5. The chastisement of our, for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we yeah, are yeah. healed. Amen. It is, it is, yeah. That's pretty yeah. much the story of Christmas, really, mm. isn't it? When you think mm. about it, mm. you know, God living among the people that he created. That's right. And it's amazing thought. Yes. But it's even more amazing when you thread the whole story together, okay. like you know you were just mentioning there. Yeah. After all, usually when we celebrate someone's birthday, mm-hmm. we don't just remember the day w- that they were born. Mm. We celebrate who that person become yes. and what they brought into the world. That's right. And it 
to me, if we're still celebrating the life of someone around mm. 2,000 years ago, mm. we've got to assume that he lived a remarkable life. That's right. And That's right. listener, if you want to find more about the remarkable life of Jesus, mm. I would encourage you, grab a Bible, mm. in perhaps an easy to read translation, mm. and read one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, Luke or John, to right. find about his birth, his death, and his resurrection. Yeah. You see, when people celebrate Christmas, Helen, I think that um, I just wanted to bring this point out. Uh, though there are so many things now that are attached to this story, but I think that helps um, solidify the validity um, of the Gospels. Yes. Um, so I found that to be quite interesting. But as I think about another story that uh, Nathan um, Brown shared, he speaks about Einstein. Oh, yes. Now, mm-hmm. Yes. And uh you're probably going to turn to that and maybe share a little bit. I don't know whether I should share or whether you should share. No, you share. Okay, you share. I, I'm I'm only summarizing here. Mm. When we think about Einstein, you know, um, we think about the great achievements that uh, he's brought into this world, the discovery of uh, his um, his theory. Now, interestingly, Einstein would be a nobody without his achievements, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 birth, his birth. Will be poor, well, will not be remembered, and the place of his birth will not be visited by many if it wasn't for what he accomplished. And I think the future accomplishment makes his birth therefore so significant. For us as Christians, we are not only speaking about Jesus' birth, but here we are also looking at his accomplishment. The death, mm-hmm. the resurrection, and the second advent. Because right now, Jesus, our great high priest, is in the most holy, interceding for us. But he's about to come very soon. And so that, so that future accomplishment makes his birth so significant. Because that marks the beginning of this great God who has entered our life Amen. and who is going to, you know, uh, Change everything for us because Paul says, uh, for Christ, and this is first Peter 3 18, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteousness of, for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So really we are saying the advent of Christ is so significant, not because of the birth, uh, uh only, but because of the accomplishment. Hopefully I have Can I just add something that. there? Okay. A point that Nathan brings out. Mm. He said, um, it's, it, this is not an occasion to reflect on who this baby would grow up to be, mm. but on who, who he already was. Amen. Oh, and I agree with what amazing. you've been saying, but when I read that, I yeah. thought, Nathan, you're so right. The that solemnity captures, and the yeah. awe do not lie in the fact mm. that the baby becomes the eternal judge. Mm. What strikes us to the heart is this. The eternal judge, very God of very God, mm. creator of the worlds, the Alpha and the Omega, has become that little baby. Amen. And that really, you know, opened my eyes. Yeah. Just know. just before we close, Helen, we did talk oh. about. Um, uh, sorry, not close. Rather, go to another break. Mm-hmm. We did we did open the question: What does Christmas offer to the person who has lost everything? Oh. One of our, one of my, my favorite author, one that I know you read um, from as well, Ellen White. She actually says, um, I have three quotes here. I don't know which one to pick from, but I'll start with Review and Herald, December 11, 1879, paragraphs 15. 
Let there be recorded in the heavenly books such a Christmas as has never yet been uh, been seen because of the donations which shall be given for the sustaining of the work of God and the upbuilding of his kingdom. But then notice this other one uh, where she says, uh, this is from... Um, Manuscript release 21, that is, page 223. Everybody's trying to find out how they can bring suitable gifts to one another. Um, now, what shall I give this year to the children or to the father and the mother? That's the question. But then she says, but where are the saviors poor? They are right before your doors. And in another quote, I won't read this one, Councils on Stewardship, page 295, she says, when the mind should be direct, the mind should be directed to the mercy and loving kindness of God. So I think mm. we have a challenge around this time of the year to actually go out of their way and give, whether it be our time, whether it be a sharing of a meal, and the sharing of the good news. Actually, just brought yeah. to mind then, if a child says, "What shall I give for Christmas?" Mm. You know, as you say, we're thinking of ourselves or we're thinking of our immediate family. But what can we give to Jesus for Christmas? Amen. He says, as you give it to the least of these, you give it unto me. Amen. And there are many people that need, just need to know that they're loved at this time of the year. Amen. We'll have to quickly now go to another break. But dear listener, we do have a free offer. The book Advent by Nathan Brown. If you text us your details, your name and address, to 0401-305-077, we'll send that to you. And here's the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. This is the song by uh, Lauren Diego, I believe that's her name. Enjoy the song. Oh, 
are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru. What a beautiful song. Rejoice, rejoice. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, God with us. Dear friend, our topic for this week has been, for today rather, has been, is the Christmas story still relevant? Before I hand over to our co-host, who is going to read to us a beautiful poem which uh, which uh, she has written. I'd like to just go back to that verse of Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called a Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Helen, share with us the poem. Thank you. It's called, What Do You Think of Christmas, My Friend? What do you think of Christmas, my friend? Is it just another day? Or do you spare some thought for the one who in a lowly manger lay? Only a babe in swaddling clothes, only a babe tis true, but one who could change so many lives. Tell me, friend, have you let him change you? What do you think of Christmas, my friend, and the gifts, be be they large or small? Won't you give some thought for the price that was paid for the greatest gift of them all? This gift that cannot be bought or sold is a priceless gift from above, given by God for you and for me to show us his wonderful love. What do you think of Christmas, my friend? Don't let it be just like the past. Spare a thought for this babe who came for this Christmas It could be our last. Like the wise men of old, may you kneel at his feet. May you feel his sweet peace deep within. Like the shepherds that night who eagerly searched, may you search until you find him. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Amen. That is beautiful. You know, I recall another beautiful song and words shared also by Johnny Cash and I would like to share to 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 bring that in before we come to a close just as we reflect on Jesus and here the here are the words Here was a man a man who was born in a small village the son of a peasant woman He grew up in another small village. Until he reached the age of 30, he worked as a carpenter. Then for three years, he was a traveling minister. But he never traveled more than 200 miles from where he was born. And where he did go, he usually walked. He never held political office. He never wrote a book, never bought a home, never had a family. He never went to college and... He never set foot inside a big city. Yes, here was a man, though he never did one of the things usually associated with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He had nothing to do with this world except through the divine purpose that brought him to this world. While he was still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. Most of his friends ran away. One of them denied him. One of them betrayed him and turned him over to his enemies. Then he went through the mockery of a trial and was nailed to a cross between two thieves. And even while he was dying, 
His executioners gambled for the only piece of property that he had in this world, and that was his robe, his purple robe. When he was dead, he was taken down from the cross and laid in a borrowed grave provided by compassionate friends. More than 19 centuries have come and gone, and today he's a centerpiece of the human race, our leader in the column to human destiny. I think I'm well within the mark when I say that all of the armies that ever marched, all of the navies that ever sailed the seas, all of the legislative bodies that ever sat, and all of the kings that ever reigned, all of them put together, have not affected the life of man on this earth so powerfully as that one solitary life. Here was a man. Thank you, dear friend, for tuning in on this Christmas day. Just before we pray, we recognize Jesus as our high priest in heaven, interceding on our behalf before our God and Father, so those who accept Jesus may be saved. Jesus is coming soon and very soon, I pray. My friend, here is an invitation to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Have peace in God, for he cares for you, and receive Jesus today, for he cares for you. And my prayer is that today, while it is still today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. May I also pray? Yes, please. Thank you, loving Heavenly Father. Lord, what a delight it is to talk about your life, your birth, and and what you have done for us, willingly coming here, humbling yourself, and living a life and going through death for us Mm. and resurrection. And Lord, as those few people were waiting for you to come uh, on the first advent, Lord, may we be amongst those who are waiting faithfully for you to come on those clouds of glory for your next advent. And may we share that good news with others. Please be with those who are lonely, fearful, afraid, sorrowing, and be with others as well. Through this time especially, may none feel lonely. May they all feel your presence around them and know that this is the best time for them of all. I pray in the loving name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Enjoy the following song and good night, my friend. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you.
my heart, O God. May I be like you. Amen. 